We would like to thank our Patreon donors as always. So this time, thanks go out to Katie, Julia, Suzanne, Jody, and Amanda. Um, and I want to give an extra special thanks to Stacy and Jackie. Stacy and Jackie are like those fruits that they're up on a top shelf. You don't know what they are. It's very spiny. It's beautiful. It's probably like pink. You bite into one and you're like, it's life changing. This is so good. What is it? I don't know. I love them. And I love you, Stacy and Jackie. When you meet some dough, you don't know where to go in this patriarchal capitalist hellscape. Well, here's the sitch. We're gonna help you, sis, because bitches get riches. Bitches get riches. Bitches get riches. Bitches get riches. So can you? So one of my big goals for this season of the podcast was I was like, we're going to have better audio quality. But I'll tell you what, not only can I hear your computer's fan <laughs> running <laughs> like it's attached to a 747 trying to trying to trying to fly to save the president. Some kind of I'm trying to do a, an Air Force One Joke, yeah, no, I'm but, tracking. I'm tracking. It's a solid right, Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Not only that, but like occasionally we get these little drops in, in the audio and I have tried so many things to smooth that out. And, and it's probably just the fucking computer and I'm so sorry. It could be the computer, but I wonder if it's your internet. Okay, 14.79. It's your internet. Your internet sucks ass. Cool. This is now a, a Patreon plea. Listeners, if you would like better audio quality, <laughs> don't don't put this in an episode. <laughs> needs a new computer because hers uh, is old. Oh yeah, mid twenty ten. <laughs> this is a ten year old Mac. So your computer just barely missed the George W. Bush administration. It's a fourth grader, and you need to upgrade your internet connectivity how have you been surviving with 14 megabytes 14 megabytes i don't understand though because like my like things happen quickly like maybe i'm just like so used to it being this way that i it just doesn't occur to me yes you have stockholm syndrome for your terrible internet what is this is this an intervention it's become one (laughs) do you want it to be but like are we sure that like MBPS. That's not megabytes. It is, is it? megabytes. Oh my god! It is megabytes per oh no. second. Oh no! <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I love how you you thought you had me there with the M- MBPS. That couldn't possibly be megabytes. That, that couldn't. Po- there's no P in megabytes. <laughs> <laughs> it is megabyte in the sense of um do you remember the cartoon reboot the villain whose name was yes, megabyte i sure do <laughs> it it is megabytes per second as in that that villain he's inside of your computer oh, no. and oh, you no. your computer has nice computer people blue computer people who are trying to help you win your games uh but they can't because that that no good megabit and that that wacky hexadecimal she's up mm-hmm. to no good she's up to no good wait are you recording this and you want to zip through this one zip zip up so you can get to your fried chicken sandwich honestly does it make me a bad person if i admit that 
yes, it's got to be a quickie so that I can get my fried chicky. (laughs) 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 All right. All right. Enough of that. Enough of that tomfoolery. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) I'm Piggy. Well, shocking, I know. (laughs) That works out well because I'm Kitty. And we're the bitches in Bitches Get Riches. We are your overprotective internet big sisters. And we're here to explain all the shit that mom and dad got wrong. Our time on this planet is limited. So let's get started. Today's letter comes to us from Tumblr follower Shrike Seams. That's how it's spelled. You know, I don't want to tell Shrike Seams their business, but. It could have been Shrek seems. <laughs> there's there's your first bit of free advice. I view that as a missed opportunity. <laughs> you have a hidden camera in my closet because you waited till I took a sip of water before you said that. And then, I, <laughs> and then it went in my nose and it wasn't fun. <laughs> anyway, Shrek seems who is already working on a to-do list to better themselves after after listening to this podcast. They ask, Hey bitches and community. Oh. Any tips on throwing incompetent coworkers under the bus with grace and poise? Mm. Some friends in my former workplace event planning who do most of the client facing work are tired of getting screwed by incompetent coworkers fouling things up behind the scenes and leaving the front end to take all the blame. How do you place blame where it's due when the client can't see it and your management team is too defensive or lazy to act? <sighs> You know, it's days like these that remind me why we named this blog Bitches Get Riches. Oh my gosh, you are so <laughs> right. We're coming right back to the origin. We're we're at the end of the fountain. This is and the just question. all the timelines are collapsing into one another. What's his face? Wolverine. He's he's looking up. He's mm-hmm. floating. Mm-hmm. Everything's glowing. There's trees, trees everywhere. Trees everywhere. He's got that look of awe on his face. Totally. Um, and his name is Wolverine, by the way. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> The famous actor, Wolverine. <laughs> the famous actor, Wolverine, a.k.a. Logan. Um, so, yeah, my my thought on this would be like, oh, don't be so quick to throw people under the bus. Like, don't don't rush to judge. You know, maybe, you know, practice some compassion and forgiveness. But no, the time has clearly come to to throw compassion to the wind. Yeah, let's let's operate under the assumption that our friend Shrek seems has done all their due diligence in terms of why are you laughing? Shrek seems okay. (laughs) Sorry, I'm big on them. Shrek memes Mm, is is really how it how it do be. Um, But so let's let's move forward with the assumption uh, that they have tried to sit down, have reasonable, productive conversations that they have talked to their manager that they've kind of done all of those things. Mm -hmm. And they're not getting any traction out of it and basically what what they're saying is that they're tired of cringing back to their to their clients and saying like oh hey that thing that we promised we were going to do we didn't do it i'm so terribly terribly sorry for the inconvenience and that that is let's assume that we've we've already tried the conventional we've exhausted all other options it's time for the nuclear option. I have worked for a lot of very large companies that have a lot of moving pieces. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty familiar territory to me where you want to be able to say like, this team fucked it up 
is is really what the story is. Yeah. Um, and I do think that it's very important to defend your personal brand, especially if you're talking to a, a client who maybe is someone that you want to work with going forward. You are the person who is really shaping their opinion of you and by proxy your company. So it's an important relationship. Totally. Uh, I, I think it's important to defend your personal brand. I think there are very subtle, but clear ways that you can communicate that. Um, you know, for example, um, let's say somebody, uh, puts in an order for a chicken sandwich with me, um, because I'm going to eat a chicken sandwich. You in are about so focused on that fried chicken sandwich. 15 minutes, 15 minutes. And we got to wrap this up. Chap, chap. <laughs> Can you hear my stomach growling? I will point the microphone at it. Um, so so let's say you order a chicken sandwich for me. Um, and I say, great, I'm going to come bring you this chicken sandwich in two minutes. And then I go back and uh, the chef is weeping sadly because he just got word that his wife died in a tragic <gasps> chicken sandwich no, accident. Not the chef's wife. I'm going to come rushing back to the client and I'm going to say... I'm so sorry. I, I will get you your chicken sandwich as soon as possibly can. I appreciate your patience. Thank you so much. I'm I'm going to spend all of my client-facing superhero PowerPoints uh, at, at trying to make sure that I'm going to protect that poor chicken sandwich maker uh, who, who is recently widowed um, as much as I can. Now, let's say same scenario where we go back. I've just promised our customer I'm going to bring them a chicken sandwich in two minutes and they're going to be steaming fresh. Mm-hmm. And and I come back and the chef is jacking off into the bucket of, of chicken batter. That, you know, that stuff that they bread it up in. Fucking scoundrel. <laughs> I think he's a bad person. I think he's done bad things. And I think that the fact that the client now has to wait while we scrub down this kitchen, first of all, set it on fire. Well, we set it on fire. Well, we call the health inspector. <laughs> we call the police. Close the restaurant. <laughs> um, but so I. Testify in court against this maniac. <laughs> Your Honor, I saw him let one nut fly and then the other into the batter. But was it only one nut? <laughs> Your Honor, he lost one in Vietnam. Therefore, it was only one nut. I rest Let the record show it was but one nut that got nutted into the batter. Bitches get rich is one star review. They make fun of people with one nut. Listen, <laughs> this is a one nut inclusive podcast. There's nothing sure. wrong with you. This is a You're beautiful. body positive You're beautiful. podcast. If you had one ball <laughs> and I loved you. I would cup it tenderly with light tugging, depending on what, how much you liked that. But in this situation, you're a bad person who jizzed in a bucket yeah. of chicken batter. Yeah. yeah, you don't do that. I think we really answered this one. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> Bitches out. So, like, you are in a position where you aren't going out of your way to cover for someone who tried their best but fell short. But instead, you are habitually covering for someone who seems to just not care about the shitty situation that that puts you in. Then what do you do? Yes, you're right to draw a distinction between those two scenarios. In this case, like, if you can't run and tattle and you've exhausted all other options, like, I think it's it's cool to go straight up home alone on their ass. 
Oh, explain. You need to be devious. You need to set up a scenario in which you you lay a perfectly executed trap uh-huh. and they walk right into it. True true fact, Hugh Laurie, aka uh, Dr. House, is one of the like robbers in Home Alone. Really? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, hand, hand to God. Your Honor, it was Hugh Laurie. Uh, I don't believe you. I'm Googling this. You sh- you may. You may. And you may call me a liar on the air. Cut it out if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure it was Hugh Laurie. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Are you All holding right. on? He was in Sense and Sensibility. Oh my god, you're going to go through the entire Hugh Laurie film. This no! Went- no, Hugh Laurie was not in Home Alone. Was okay, who am I thinking of? Who the fuck was I in Home Alone? This whole episode is cursed. It's cursed. It's really I'm cursed. Stop talking about jizz, chicken sandwiches, and you are going out there telling the people that Hugh Laurie was in Home Alone. Listen, I'm just trying to dredge up a little controversy. You know, this is like the National Enquirer where they like just stay flat out lies so people will buy them. So that's my plan here. Hugh Laurie was in Home Alone. Fight me. Are you thinking of Merv? That's uh, Daniel Stern. You know what? I probably am. All right. Am I thinking well, of Daniel Stern? Shrek, I believe we've answered your question at this point. <laughs> Bitches out. No, what I'm, what I'm saying is, I think in this case, it's okay to lay a trap for your coworkers. And by trap, I mean, position yourself so that they are the ones who look bad in front of clients. And so that you are the one who comes in and rescues the clients. Hell yeah. There's a certain kind of polite shadiness that Mm -hmm. i love i Mm -hmm. love um when someone says like yeah you're not getting that chicken sandwich in in two minutes i was busy jerking off watching home alone with starring (laughs) you laurie um (laughs) if that's what they say like make sure that when you respond to them you do a little aggressive ccing of either your boss or their boss just so that they get visibility into that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, um, Shrek mentioned that, like, for their particular workplace, it sounds like the managers are kind of defensive. Um, all that does, it's not you saying, like, Your Honor, how dare you? Like, you're not contextualizing it. You're just letting them see. When you're actually talking to clients, I think this calls for a two-prong. Mm. One of them... Well, I'm going to... Hold on, I'm going to stop you right there before you explain the prongs, because I think there's an important bit of information that needs to be shared before then. Okay. Hugh Laurie was in the live-action 101 Dalmatians, basically playing the same character as the home invaders in Home Alone, and that's what I was thinking of. Have you just been furiously (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The whole time you were talking. (laughs) Tell the two-pronged approach that you want to take. Okay, I want to describe a two-pronged approach. Okay. (laughs) The first is, I think, the kindest thing you can do, both for your client, yourself, and for the fuck-ups in your office, is to try to set them up for success by always Mm. under-promising. Sometimes, I have had relationships with people who are client-facing who think it's totally cool to like promise the moon to the clients without ever coming back and consulting me like, Hey, is three days a reasonable turnaround time? And I'm like, hell no, that's going to take two weeks. And they're like, I did already promise the client that you would hurry up and get it done in two, 
two days. So, well, that's on you, motherfucker. Um, like there are some people who work in client facing things who I could imagine writing this kind of question who really like the culprit there is like you are setting the the whole um, workflow up for failure by never correcting or learning from what's gone wrong in the past. So if they always say, yeah, I'll get that to you tomorrow, and they only ever get it to you three days from them, just start telling the client. You'll see that in about three days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or if they're really erratic, then say like, you're at the top of the queue. Like you don't have to make a, a promise on on the mm-hmm. time frame. Just be artful about like, it's a high priority to us. Under promise, over deliver. Definitely. And that's a that's a good strategy for work in general. Yeah. Um, and the other prong is get shady. Um, get <laughs> super fucking shady. Um, when they tell you we can't make our commitments um, or at I haven't even started that yet. Make sure that in your response to them, you're CCing either their boss or your boss or both, just so they have visibility into that. It's a very passive aggressive dick move. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you low key trying to get them in trouble, but in a way that nobody can really get mad about because what's wrong with CCing your boss? Like it's just transparency. We're just trying to be transparent. But when you go back and you communicate to the clients, there are things that you can say. There are ways that you can phrase it where you are making it clear that like, I am so sorry. We're really strapped right now. And I heard back from the team that they won't be able to get this done until the end of the week. It's subtle. I really want to help you, but I'm not the person who's fucking up. It's someone else. I'm not the asshole. No, I I think that is that is perfectly put. Uh, My most dangerous weapon is killing with kindness. So, for example, you know, this person says they work at a event planning and the issue is the behind the scenes people leaving early. So the front end, which I assume they work on, um, has to take the blame. So in this case, I would just after an event where this happens, just send, you know, a group email out with the boss and those, uh, you know, early ditching coworkers copied on it and be like, guys, I noticed that for some reason, the behind the scenes staff members don't have enough time to stick around and, you know, and help clean things up. What can I do to help make it so that you can meet your obligations easier? How can I help you stop fucking up? Yeah, exactly. And, and you can, you can phrase it in as nice language as you, as you want. But really the issue is, A, you want to draw attention to this and make everyone know, including the boss, that you understand exactly what's going on. And then B, just like give them an option for for explaining their way out of it. Because really, there's no explanation other than, oh, yeah, sorry, thanks for your help. I guess we'll, we'll start doing that. But again, just kill them with kindness. How can I help you stop fucking up? Yeah. It's very important that you never say anything to a client or to your boss that you wouldn't say to the fuck up coworker's face or like while they were in the room. Like you shouldn't Mm -hmm. things that aren't true and you shouldn't say things that are unkind. You shouldn't say that person is a fuck up. Instead, you can just factually state that like Anita promised me that she would have this stuff to me by end of day on Tuesday and it's Thursday morning and I haven't gotten it yet. Clearly, Anita ran into some trouble. How can we help motherfucking Anita? 
Also, I think maybe a third prong. Perhaps we're making a full fork now. This is a full fork. Yeah, we've got multiple prongs. It's a dingle hopper, if you will. It it is a dingle hopper. If you would just let down your hair uh, and run this third prong through it. uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think an important third prong is to recognize to what extent do you want you to be the face of your company? Uh, I actually used to work for um, a live event planning adjacent um, uh, company. I worked there with you briefly. Yes, you were there too. Um, We were uh, basically a three-person studio. So when I spoke to clients, I was representing myself on a very intimate level. And when I promised them that we would do something, that was me giving my word. And it was very important to me. Nowadays... I work for a company that has 100,000 global employees. I say all the time, yeah, I'll get this to you by Friday, already knowing I'm not going to get it to you by Friday. (laughs) Oh, so you're the asshole. (laughs) Listen, in the dance of life, sometimes you're being lifted up and other times you're lifting others. (laughs) Sometimes you're the asshole. Sometimes you're dealing with the asshole. (laughs) But I I think you make a really good point there, which is that like, you want to come out of this smelling like roses, like you don't want you don't want bystanders to say, she just pushed that person under the bus, Your Honor. You want to be able to like come out with plausible deniability, which is why, you know, like you said, you never lie, never like shit talk people. But just make it clear that like, you're a team player in the company and you want things to run well. You are, you are uh, committed to the success and the profit of the company or the employer or whatever. And, you know, you just want to make things better, yeah. which is why you need to run over these goddamn lollygaggers with a bus. Yeah. So, you know, keep, keep that in mind that like you, no one likes a tattletale. No one likes a shit talker or a gossiper, but People respect you if you uh, if your motives appear pure. Yeah, your personal brand. This sounds uh, like like kind of corporate nonsense, but your personal brand really matters. Like if you have the reputation of the moment that someone drops the ball, you say, "Well, she doesn't care enough about." Blah, blah, blah. Like if that's the way that you react, people will hear that in everything you say. That you are eager to assume why people miss their deadlines whatever extenuating circumstances happen yeah another fair thing to do would be to tell your boss like i am cool with telling clients positive news uh neutral news and disappointing news but if i have to tell them disappointing news for a second time especially if it's because another team member failed to meet their commitments I would like you to deliver that news. Mm -hmm. I don't want to always be the bad guy. I want to be the one who preserves my relationship with the client and always brings them like good progress, happy news. It is very normal to have someone higher up than you who is paid enough to go through the indignity of going to grovel to a client. That's really it. You're not paid enough to grovel. Make somebody with a bigger paycheck go grovel for you. I'm hoping my snaps come through over the microphone. I hear them. Good. I hear them. I feel them. I receive them. Excellent. 
Are are you good with that, by the way? Uh, I'm good with that. All right. I talked a lot. Whoops. We sure did. That was not a quickie, so you could get your jiggy. Uh, <laughs> listeners, if there is a question you'd like for us to answer, go to bitchesgetriches.com and click Ask the Bitches. There's only one way to guarantee that we will come to your house and make you chicken sandwiches, mm-hmm. and that's to become a Patreon donor. Mm-hmm. If you like what we do and you love chicken sandwiches, please become a Patreon donor and support us with whatever donation amount you are comfortable with. We don't need a lot. A small donation is fine. We also have a merch store where you can buy t-shirts and printable worksheets and chicken sandwiches and more. And finally, there are some free things you can do to say thanks. Uh, Please rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever you use. It bumps us up in the charts and makes us easier to find so that we can buy more chicken sandwiches. Follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Pinterest and subscribe to our articles so you never miss a new one. And you can do all of that at BitchesGetRiches.com while eating a chicken sandwich. You know what? The burglars in 101 Dalmatians mm-hmm. serve an extraordinarily similar role they in the do. narrative it's as the burglars the same, in Home Alone. Yeah, it's the same, like, thematically, it's the same story, and the character, it's the same person. E- anyway. Even, I think, isn't one of them, like, real tall and lanky, and the other one's real short? Yes. Just like Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Yeah. 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 Well, good to know. Bitches out. <laughs> <laughs>